Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. What is wrong with the Vegas Golden Knights in your estimation? Everything. Everything. There's not one thing that's wrong. It's everything that's wrong. The goaltending's bad. The defensive play is bad. They don't score. They don't attack into the middle of the ice. They're not hard to play against. This team is uh, is not a very it's not a very good team, and it certainly is not even close to being any type of contender. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Ooh. Scorching analysis from TSN's Craig Button regarding the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, tonight we'll see if uh, they take a step out of that funk. One of many big games in the National Hockey League. They all are here as we head down the home stretch. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. Coming to you live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. And Hour 2 is brought to you by Great Western Original 16. The best beer in the game. This is always so much fun because... We're not going to reset the quick six show topics here. Thankfully, nothing's really happened in sports so far today. <laughs> and you can hear him laughing already. Our hour two guest, Gino DePaoli, joins us, the voice of the Okotoks Waters. Real big deal with the staff at the Gray Eagle here. They were very excited to see you, Gino. So. It was, it was excited. They wanted me to go play on the tables again and try it. And I was like, no, my heater was last week. That's so. how they know you so well. Because <laughs> you're oh, a regular. I'm here for the RP show, but I went straight to the tables for. And did you win? I was up 100 bucks, remember? And I left the black chip at the table, and Darren grabbed it. <laughs> but the, I thought you went back after the no, show. No, no, no. I had to go to work. <laughs> Somebody's got to work, yeah. I have to try and work. Uh, so I promised the hockey fans that it would be a big hockey show because this cat knows his stuff. And we covered a lot of the NFL, CFL stuff last hour. And But the thing is, Gino uh, also moonlights on Fan 960 Calgary. You're not afraid to... Talk about your football too. You know the. What do you know better, NFL or CFL? I would say the NFL. I'm a, hey, I'm a Broncos fan. I've had a pretty good week. So yeah, you seem to really be on top of that Russell Wilson trade. Yeah, and I. It's funny, and it, this will sound dumb, but the Cameron's Kodiak's play-by-play voice, Tim Ellis, and I are both Broncos fans, and we're both Red Sox fans, which is hilarious at the same time. But he was wanting. He wanted Aaron Rodgers so bad. I was like, and I just heard the. I think it was just that random Google search that you'll do and. What are the odds of who and someone can come to the Denver Broncos? And one article I read was there's an outsider's chance of Russell Wilson with the offense that the Denver Broncos have built. So I kind of like wishful thinking. I know it won't happen. You don't think it'll happen. I, the team that I hate the most besides in the AFC is the Seattle Seahawks. Can't stand them. Can't stand the fan base. Can't stand all those humans that root for the Seahawks. So when Russell Wilson came into my periphery last week, I... I I stopped working. I was like, no way. Like, this can't yeah. happen. So. And yet, there's a lot of Seahawks fans here. I'm sure there is. I, well, you, you would know better than I. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few Seahawks friends of my own, so it, of, it's always fun. A lot of Denver fans, too. Yes. Yeah. So as we crack the lid here, Gino's with us for... 
quite a while today, and I appreciate you coming down and doing I that. Appreciate, I appreciate you get, bringing me back again. Oh, yeah. Well, we've been trying to get you more, but you're a busy guy. Well, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, also coming up, Stephen Stamp, our NLL Insider, to preview, which I didn't get to with Moose, and I meant to, a huge National Lacrosse League game tonight in the Saddledome, the Calgary Roughnecks, home to the Saskatchewan Rush. And when you know it, I didn't have anything green to wear. Oh, I don't. No. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I see that Stan Peters sent out a cute tweet today saying, we don't do green. <laughs> but have a happy St. Patty's Day to everybody that does. I'm obviously representing God's team today. Big win last night in Lethbridge last night. Pats are, are into a playoff spot. Did they clinch? No. no got 13 are, games I was to saying, go. There's still a long way to go here. Yeah, they got a long ways to go. But Connor McBedard. Ooh. Scored a highlight goal again. I, I saw it on Twitter last night. 40 goals in a 16-year-old in the Western League. That's okay. That's just okay. Eh? First 16-year-old to score 40 goals in the dub since Jeff Friesen in 1993. <sighs> Making history all over the place. But he did it in 75 games. This is I was going to say more games back then. Yeah. And Bedard is way ahead of the spectrum for sure and maybe he's a future montreal canadian arizona coyote well, it's going to be one of the two yeah. i would bet it right now yeah uh and by the way somebody wrote in it was dg in saskatoon who asked our take on the march madness as a matter of fact right state has earned its first ncaa men's basketball tournament of victory and notre dame needed double overtime to advance tanner holden had 37 points and right state beat bryant 93 82 last night they'll face top seeded arizona next and Notre Dame beat Rutgers 89-87. The Irish will take on Alabama tomorrow. One thing about March Madness, which is cool, it goes fast. It Love goes it. real fast. Love it. That's, the, that's what you want. Losing, you're out. And Moose and I have both picked the University of Connecticut Huskies to win it. Uh, our bracket is now closed. You had until noon Eastern to, uh, to enter. But our poll question today is what I'm preambling to get at here. How interested are you in March Madness? What were the options, Clark? Because he tweeted it. I'll find it. Here we go. Very, fairly interested, only slightly, or not at all. And leading the way with 37% of the vote is not at all. So we will move on Spicy. and not spend much time in March Fair Madness. Fair enough, that's okay. Where, you know what's odd about that? TSN... And I watch them all the time. It's the one channel, if I could only have one channel for the rest of my life, it would be Game Plus TV, and then it would be TSN. There you go. So two channels. <laughs> it would be two channels. But they are cramming March Madness down our throat. They have been for a while. Women's college basketball, too. And people just aren't gravitating to it. It's a hard sport to follow, and there's so much more to do in Canada. Like, there's the, ho the hockey pretty much replaces that what you have in the u.s right because everybody just branches out on their own canada it's kind of hockey or bust it seems like in the winter time and everything else that's happening the nfl takes center stage and until the super bowl and we're just back to hockey and into a grind until june i see this guy knows his stuff i really appreciate you saying that because i promised that it would be a hockey show so let's go. <laughs> I wasn't trying to steer you that way. Uh, no, no. Carter Como writing in. You may or may not know that name. He's an offensive lineman for the Calgary Stampeders. He's watching the game right now on Game Plus TV. This is hilarious. Carter Como is an offensive lineman in the CFL, and he's writing about hockey. There you go. He says, Owen Tippett scratched in the AHL. Is he Philly-bound? 
Oh, boy. Let's get into it. And before you go, we'll get an AJHL playoff update because it's, okay. it's getting spicy, too. But Starts Friday. Yeah, Ben Sherratt to the Florida Panthers. If you were watching, Carter, uh, Carter and, and you, Gino, were watching last hour when I said, I can't, I got to turn Twitter off this time of year because there's so much garbage and fake news. I can't remember who it was. I know it was somebody that I respected that said the Flames are close on Ben Sherratt. Now, not that close because he's playing for the Florida Panthers. I don't even think they were near close on Ben Sherratt. Not that he, would that have been a great ad for your defense? I don't think you touch anything with that Calgary defense right now. Not a thing. Until there's injury, which, again, I don't want to jinx that, but it, it kind of goes back to how good Erica Branson and Nikita Zadorov have played on the third pair. Do I like Nikita Zadorov? Not really. Would I rather see Yusumel Valimaki? Yes, but he's getting time to season in the AHL where he's playing the heavy minutes that the Rasmus Andersons of the world and Noah Hannafins are playing. So I think Calgary was just looking for a depth forward. I think their defense will hold pending an absolute disaster, kind of like what they had at the end of the 4 run. They were down to you know, bits and pieces when it was all said and done in Game 7 against Tampa. So you'd love one more D. It's not going to be Ben Sherrod, obviously. I don't even know what you would – you have to go to the bargain bin a little bit because their cap is right tight. So. Well, that's why Florida's making these moves, I believe, sending Owen Tippett down to the AHL, trading away Frank the Tank Vetrano. It's to make moves financially to make room under the cap with the trade deadline coming on Monday. And by the way, the Flames, of which we speak – Maintained their stranglehold atop the Pacific Division. They beat New Jersey 6-3 last night. Buffalo's here on Friday night. And why not take a peek at the games tonight on the NHL? When I talk about the featured games for betregal.ca, we mostly just do it on the weekend. But for tonight, a lot of huge games. Carolina, Toronto. Like, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a little big. Eric Schalgren, obviously starting in goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Can the rookie continue his hot start rangers islanders big one for the rangers not too so big for the islanders subway series there um owen tippett asked or carter asked if owen tippett is philly bound i think claude Giroux. they're still dangling him out well, are they not uh, that's the last piece to kind of fall i think of the major players because the rest of them went last night truly with cali yarncroke and ben Chirot. you got flurry and andrew are probably your last two big pieces and there might be a sign and trade on that with Drew because he's in the last year of his contract too, if I'm not mistaken. So it's going to be interesting what the price is if it's a sign and trade and for Drew. And <clears throat> what about PK Subban? What about JT Miller? Ooh, the price is going to be high. But Subban, they're going to have to eat some money. They're going to have to eat some money. That's a huge contract out of New Jersey. You'd have to take half. You have to kind of like what happened with the Yarn Croak trade. But I don't know who's going to have the cap space to actually pull that off. If you could get P.K. Subban on your third pair for a playoff run, why not? Uh, Unless there's comments coming in that say I'm a complete well, there's for that. Comments, no, 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 <laughs> com there's comments coming in about everything, and, and that's great. It's amazing that people are so into this trade deadline stuff in the NHL. I never really used to be, but that's because I was living in the rectangle where we were watermelon on our heads 24-7. We never really got into this. So this it, hockey is my jam. So being in the middle of this is yeah, cornucopia for me. It's Narnia. <laughs> it, it really is. That's, that is a good one, though. Pinks says the featured game tonight has to be Philly and Giroux's 1,000th game. 
Yeah. Uh, for you, yeah, but you're a Flyers fan, quite frankly. On it being St. Patrick's Day today. Oh, it's 11-11 Mountain, by the way. Hit it, boys. You're on the right path being here, Gino. I try. I'm telling you. Uh, where were we? Jeff the Stamps fan says, Experiencing St. Patrick's Day is much like cheering for the Riders. You really need to drink to get through it. <laughs> I'm a little... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to get sidetracked and go down the football road because we're having such great hockey chat here today. And last I checked, it's still winter. Uh, Florida at the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. I have to say, this was my prediction to be the Stanley Cup final. This one here tonight. These two teams, Florida and the Vegas Golden Knights. And Florida's got a very good chance. I see that TSN's got them as the top-rated team in Canada or in the NHL. I got them rated as the top team. Nobody's really argued that. But Vegas just... Whew. Jack Eichel was supposed to be the cure for all their woes. Does everybody forget that he just had neck surgery? Like, it's going to take some more time. Then why play him? I don't... Well, it's the LTI. They had to. They had no choice there. Kelly was in a bit of a bind there, Kelly. <laughs> so, but that's the thing. Like, the one thing that, I, that Vegas has missed out is building a team because they've, they went to the cup final their first year. Seattle, on the other hand, is not, and they're getting all these pieces. Now we're going to see how a scouting system actually works in Seattle because in, in Vegas, they've just, all right, we have a first. Let's, let's get rid of Peyton Krebs. Let's get, rid of, let's get rid of Suzuki. Let's bring in these players to establish that good sort of presence that you can have in a, in a hockey market that's not really big in Vegas. And now they may struggle, and they could be in, they could be in rough shape for a little bit. They could. Not saying they will because they can hit on the free agent market quite easily. So there, it's just so many different dynamics of the two expansion teams we've had. Who's trying to get a hold of you, Gina? Are you good? I'm good. Is it an emergency? I thought it was the boss, but it's not. It's so. not? No, it's good. Perfect. Your wife or your boss? Neither. <laughs> it, it can be dealt with in a phone call when I'm done. <laughs> How good is this guy? I love him. I love him, by the way. I'm so happy that you came down. And when he's not on the show, he's watching it every day. But listen, you know, the Golden Knights, back when we were on Facebook, we had, I was telling somebody here last night, we had the finite demographics of where everybody was watching from. It's not as specific on Game Plus nor YouTube, but we had like, you probably knew, Vegas was our seventh highest city for viewership. Really? And the only American city in the top 10. There's a lot of, because they didn't get any hockey coverage down there at all, and they still don't. But with you saying we're going to find out what Vegas is made of here, that now you see where there becomes strife within a hockey team. And I'm not saying there is within the Golden Knights, but you went out and you got Peyton Krebs. He's an NHL player, right? You went out, you drafted uh, Nick Suzuki, and you moved them both for what? Eichel and Pacioretty. Yeah. Superstars. And that's what these, the kids are. They're assets. But where's the payoff? And I'm kind of sitting back here looking at the goaltending situation because that's what I analyze the most. And I want to put this to you when you say Kelly was in a pinch. That's why you need to watch this show because we know what we're talking about here. Robin Leonard, starting goalie, and they, he's not going to lead them to a Stanley Cup. Not right now. It's very clear. And I don't think Laurent Brassois is either. Memorial Cup, maybe. Stanley Cup, no. no. Hang on. I've known Kelly McCrimmon since I was 16 years old. I know how Kelly operates. So when Marc-Andre Fleury blew it in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup, 
conference final last year against Montreal. I knew he was done. I knew it. And then come June, when they traded him away, we have the Golden Knights insiders on here going, no, 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 it wasn't because of the gaffe. Yes, yes, it was. 100%. Don't tell me that it's not, because I know Kelly. And that's fine. I've known guys that have played for him. I've known guys that have worked for him. You don't have a problem with Kelly McCrimmon until the day that you screw up. <laughs> and then may <laughs> Lord have mercy on your soul. And that's what happened to Marc-Andre Fleury. And my question to you, and we have a minute, did they act in haste? I think it was a knee-jerk reaction a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they should have traded him. Well, and then you could have, you could have built, if one is taking the reins at the deadline this year, they'd move that goaltender to a market where you can get something back, whether it's assets or a depth player, and work that way. Laurent Brassois can be your backup. He's not going to be your starter, but that's, not many people have two bona fide number ones, which Leonard and Fleury were as of last year. So it was a knee-jerk reaction by Vegas. And again, hair on the Golden Knights. They have done the unthinkable way being the, the expansion yep. team that got to the finals. But is it over? <laughs> it, it, it gonna, it's going to hit a couple of big thuds on the way down. Exactly. It won't be like, it, unless they can pull a New York and they can pull this around quickly. They're loving you on the show, Gino, and I knew that they would. <laughs> um, the comments are coming in like crazy on that, so thank you. There you go. We will be back with more of this. And Stephen Stamp, our lacrosse insider, coming up on a very big night in the NLL. Rush at Roughnecks tonight. We'll see you all there. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. By the way, catch the rock legend George Thorogood live May 6th at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Rock your heart out at this high-energy boogie blues show May 6th at the Great Eagle Event Center. Secure your tickets at Ticketmaster.ca before they're gone. Some sports items on this Thursday in Major League Baseball news. Former NL MVP Freddie Freeman is headed home to Southern California and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Meanwhile, former World Series MVP Chris Bryant has reportedly agreed to a seven-year deal worth $182 million with the Colorado Rockies. MLB has scheduled 30 additional doubleheaders to make up some of the 91 games postponed by the lockout that delayed opening day until April 7th. The league has extended the last day of the regular season by three days to October 5th. Five games were rescheduled for July 21st. That's the second day after the All-Star game. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off of the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. All right, let's bring him in, Gino DiPaoli, voice of the Okotoks Oilers. I see everybody's got their own thing going in the chat here. It's been a big hockey day. And by the way, Gino's, there's obviously a reason. Do you want me to ask you why you're wearing that jersey? Do you want to throw uh, that out there? You can ask. Why are you wearing the... Well, Jersey, Gino. Well, it's the University of Denver Pioneers hockey team in the NCAA. 
And there's a Regina Pats connection to this jersey, actually, if we're going to dig into it. But Rieger Lorenz, who is an Okotoks oil, which we're going to drop, is committed to the University of Denver. He's one of the watch for his name of the NHL draft. You will hear his name called in the first or late first or second round. And secondly, this is the jersey of Tarek Hammond. And if you look at the last name, it's John Hammond, the former Regina Pats. J-O-N. John. J-O-N, John. No H. One of the best hockey parents you'll ever meet. He's just a good human being. Oh, like, Pierre. And what you probably don't know, he was my very first ever football color commentator. No way. You can ask him about it. Regina Rams, 1991. I was 18 years of age. Johnny Hambone, and he was on the 1974 the Memorial. Memorial Cup Championship for God's team. He played for God's team, is right. The but, Regina Pack. And Tarek was an Okotoks Oiler, so I went on my 30th birthday, I went down to Denver. There's another city you should check out for us. Uh, I keep hearing that. It's, it's fun. It's different. It, it, it reminds me of this place. Everybody me tells me that. It's like a twin city of Calgary. It's a little bigger and a little further away from everything, but... Denver was an awesome place. They played North Dakota that weekend, and we saw Moose Jaw native Rhett Gardner, a former Okotoks Oilers. We drop all of our Saskatchewan drops here today. But John Hammond, his son Tarek, played. He was the captain of their NCAA team in his senior year and won a national championship the year before. Right. So there's my jersey story. We're go- hey, we'll take your questions and comments. The uh, Taco Time is back aboard. So Taco Time viewer takeover takes over all of basically the last segment of Hour 1 and all of Hour 2. Which hour two is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, the best beer in the game. Great Western Original 16 Beer. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Victoria is beautiful. I may move there one day when I retire, but it's getting expensive. Come on down to Florida. Everywhere's expensive. Everywhere's expensive, exactly. You got to know how to do it right. Um, That's the one thing that I loved about this like George Strait sings, my life's been grand. Being able to see this continent from ear to ear and be paid to do it was amazing. And Victoria, uh, the, like I was old enough to have broadcast games when the Victoria Cougars were in there. Oh, man. Can you believe that? I don't think I was. I wasn't very big when that happened. Now, have you been to Victoria? No. I've it is been. amazing. It's beautiful. And that's why all the old people move out there. It's beautiful. The weather's uh, very mild. Yeah. Although I'm finding that Calgary is a lot milder than Saskatchewan. Well, the Chinooks are pretty nice. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's livable. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's not like you go outside and your tires are like bricks and all the pipes in your house have frozen. (laughs) Like, it's insane. Uh, But anyways, before we jump back on the NHL train, we just got to talk about the AJHL. Uh, I've got friends, relatives. Which we discovered. Which I discovered playing for the Canmore <laughs> Eagles of the AJHL. It's a bit of an inside story there. My cousin, I knew that he went to Canmore two years ago, but through COVID, I lost track of where he was. Yeah, you never know if they're going to be coming out on the other side, right? Right. Turned out he did. And my family was like, did you know that Ethan's out there? Well, yeah, of course. I went out there and I saw him. Um, he... Gino is the voice of the Okotoks order. So we're now into round two, which is odd the Junior A people are saying to me, and I know we have a lot of hockey-watching viewers in Alberta, so I don't mind talking about this, and Sask, too. Um, why is the SJ just starting their playoffs, the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and the AJ 
is going into round two already. Uh, easy answer to that is because there's no Doyle Cup this year because the BCHL split That's off. That's the regional from, tournament. That, that is Best no, of there was no longer there. So Alberta is the... Uh, an AJHL team is going to be in Estevan. There will be no BCHL team this year. And the AJ, they kept their schedule the same, and they are going to give themselves a little bit more of space and rest before the tournament. So they started a little... The season started mid-September and ended the last weekend in February, jam-packed, which was great. January was a little rough, just with things were going with COVID, but once got out of that, seems to be okay. But there's not that additional series for... Okotoke, or sorry, for, for the HHL. You're just assuming it'll be Okotoke. Well, that would be great. If it was. <laughs> that would be amazing if it was. But there's no BCHL team anymore, and Alberta's taking full advantage of the rest. They're going to have, like, oh, three weeks off yeah. before the tournament. And to double down on all this. There we go. Uh, I've been in a lot of junior A rinks over the last five weeks, as you know, because you've seen it. And we've been talking about my scoop was... 80% right? Sort of. It was the, the splitting just, off was about it. Let's just talk that the BC Hockey League was going to leave Canada. The BC Hockey League has left Canada. That was true. That is true. Which is funny because you can still trade teams to and from BC. So did you really leave? <laughs> like, except, They're not part of Hockey Canada. No, they are not under that umbrella. And so, however, the addendum to my report was that three Alberta teams were going to leave to join them, and that was Okotoks, Brooks, Grand Prairie, and I think there was a fourth. Probably at the time would have been Fort McMurray or something like that. That really so, raised the ire of a lot of people. It did. It. And it, I, I was like, well, this ought to be good. <laughs> I don't think there's any money to do it <laughs> at the time when they thought about it, right? So, well. Right now, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I guess I'll take 80%, right? But the one that fun thing about being out here in Alberta is um, – you're starting to figure out what I'm all about. For instance, I've had Stamp Peters people in here, and they point to this Bo Levi jersey, and they're like, oh, my God, what a gong show it was getting that jersey, and oh, my God, you stirred up so much. And I said, but I was just trying to do the right thing. I'm always trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give away a Bo Levi jersey at this Calgary event and not bring in a rider jersey and be that big of a jerk. Tarred and feathered. Right, right. 100%. So we're going we're gonna to be out here going to the events, being out in the public, and uh, getting scoops, being part of the community. That's great. You had a great time in Okotoks. So, oh, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a good series. I couldn't out. believe that you watched me from the press box to the degree that you did. Well, I, How did you see every, my every move? Because Mark Frank, when there's a media timeout, gives me a solid minute of me not having to speak. So I look over my... Oh, there's Rod. <laughs> and I was talking to somebody different. You're talking to an NHL scout. I, or a referee or it was whatever. A, it was a black jacket, so that's a scout jacket. I'm like, okay, scouts. The scout fit. Yeah, that's a scout fit. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I didn't even that. think of that. That's like Colby Armstrong, the scout fit. Everybody in a black jacket. I think, Rod, I think you talked to him at least once. I'll never forget. I was checking into a hotel with my dad, which has happened many times. And the lady, I can't remember even where we were. Do they still have Imperial 400? It was Imperial 400, I think. I don't, know, I don't know what that is. You don't, you don't even know what it is? No. <laughs> is that? Am I showing my age? Anyways, <laughs> well, I think it was an Imperial 400 <laughs> in either Edmonton or Saskatoon. And the lady is like, looks up at my dad, NHL, right? And he's like, how'd you know? She goes, y'all look the same. <laughs> they do. Was I was saying, was he wearing the jacket? He was, of course. <laughs> Collar up. Yep, collar up. Collar popped. You got the black shirt, so you can kind of be a little more 
in disguise. So no they one... all dress the same. Do you guys oh. want to have a little variety? Introduce a little color into your outfit? Anyways. <laughs> Gray pants or black pants? <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers are home tonight to Peyton Krebs and the Buffalo Sabres. I was thinking of this. So Krebs is an Okotoks kid. Yes, he is. Is this a, like, and they're playing here Friday night. Is this going to be a huge Krebs? Oh, the droves of Krebs supporters, there'll be a lot of, because that is a very talented family. They had three go through the minor hockey system in Okotoks. And I don't know the Krebs family very well. I don't. I know their dad, Greg, who hooked me up with a couple interviews with Peyton, but I never, I always left, I always leave the kids alone. You know, yeah. you, you know they've got some hype to them. But they also have a very talented daughter, Madison Krebs, who is in Nashville, I think, recording country music. So there's a lot of talent in the Krebs family. Their dad's pretty cool, too. Greg's a good guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> That's the sense that I get. Yeah. Oh, and actually, Drew, who's playing with Madison Hatter, was, uh, he AP'd with the Okotoks Oilers during the COVID season because Madison Hatter was shut down, and he actually played with Okotoks for a couple. So I actually got to call... One Krebs, which was pretty cool. So, so there'll be a lot of oh, there'll Krebs be Sabres jerseys in uh, the Saddle Dome Friday night and there, Rogers Place tonight. There could be some Krebs Kootenay uh, ice and Winnipeg ice and uh, CFR Bison's jerseys. I bet you they'll have them all. So it's Okotoks is just a rock. You can just throw a rock at it from here. Uh, Tacona Powley in Winnipeg is championing. Peyton Krebs to Winnipeg for Mark Shifley and Picks. Dan in the Bridge City says, also, guys, the AJHL has one extra round of playoffs. Both leagues down to eight teams left now. P.S. Hi, Gino. That's Dan Ukrainitz. Oh, yes, yes, Danny. Danny, you. A beautician, that one. Mm -hmm. Jeff the Stamps fan says, Imperial 400, was that a car? Come on, Jeff. You're at, at least old enough to remember the Imperial 400. Come on. But they had an NHL rate, and my dad and I, we would room together quite frequently on the road, and I would make dad pay. And <laughs> That's I what you're supposed to do. Right. And I remember one night in Edmonton, Brian Munns was staying with us. Biggie Munns. It was 1997. The pride of Humboldt, Saskatchewan. That's right. Oilers, Stars, playoff series. And I'd been gone like, I, shoot, I was 24 years old at the time. To me, that was a long time gone from home. I left at 17. Dad didn't come home. It was getting to be 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm panicking. Where's Dad? I hadn't stayed with my dad since we were, yeah. I was little. Munzee and I are calling the police station. We're calling the hospital. <laughs> Doesn't drink. Well, where was he? In the casino. The all-night yes. casinos. He shows up at oh, like yeah. 4 o'clock in the morning. He's like, what's, what's, what's the problem, guys? Oh, that would I'm been. sitting there on the edge of the, my bed, rocking back and forth. <laughs> Thought you were dead! <laughs> Say that to my dad. Funny how things reverse. Yeah. And now you're at the casino. Now I'm at the casino. Yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you what. Although I never was a gambler, per se, at all. Um, the old me couldn't have done a residency like this and stayed in a casino. There's no way. No. <laughs> I There's can't, no I, cab, dude. I can't do that here. I would be dead. Would I, you? From gambling or buffeting oh, or drinking? All, all of the above. Smoking? I'm not much of a smoker. I'll, I'll smoke a cigar in the summertime. That's about it. But you get this. this. Oh, yes. This has got the Vegas feel. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like I, I said to Moose this morning, I feel like we're in Vegas. All right. In the time that we have left, uh, John Massey writes in on YouTube. He says, are you and Bo Levi blood, brother, or blood brothers now? Oh, is he talking? Do they still do that? 
cut your hand. I don't think that's safe. It's not a, <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. It used to be. I, Do you know what Blood Brothers means? Yeah. Take the jackknife? Yeah. Ow! Like, why? I've done it. Wow. I'll show you the scar you, you, lived to, you lived to tell the tale, too, so that's good. Uh, are we Blood Brothers? Stay tuned. It'll be the biggest moment of the CFL offseason, perhaps season, when Bo Levi strides across this stage. I think you got to have the smoke machine and the lights. I'll, I'll come. <laughs> you could do it like the WCW when Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone were involved. This guy's so great. Okay, what's your playoff schedule? Friday, Saturday, games one and two in Drumheller, and then in Okotoks Tuesday, Wednesday for the first four games. Going to be a hard out against Drumheller. So we'll see what happens there. And you got Brooks versus your Canmore Eagles. We can call them that now. Same schedule. Fort McMurray is playing the Drayton Valley Thunder. I'm picking the Thunder in that game. I think they're the most underrated team in Canada right now. And then you've got the Spruce Grove Saints against the surprising White Court Wolverines who beat the third-ranked Bonneville Pontiacs. So. Gino, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Well, the, the, get back here real soon. Absolutely. The great Gino DePaoli joining us. We'll be back with more NLL Talk. And more, you're watching the RP Show live from Great Eagle on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. RP Show continues from the gateway to the foothills. And Hour 2 is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. The greatest beer in the game. Also for Tough Tribe for Men. It's made their road trip to Calgary. Tough Tribe for Men contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants. Traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We love our men. Welcome to the Tough Tribe. Available today at ToughTribeForMen.com. That's the number four. ToughTribeForMen.com. Amazon Canada. And coming to a salon near you. I'm not joking. This stuff, I'm taking it everywhere. Darren asked me, we're getting another shipment. He's like, what do you want? I said, the pomade. It's the paste. I love this stuff. I know Stephen Stamp uses it regularly. Lacrosse Insider from Lacrosse Link. NLL Insider. How you doing, Stamper? Not bad. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Hey, it's game night, St. Patrick's Day. They've been talking about this game here tonight in the Saddle Dome for a month. Saskatchewan Rush, Calgary Roughnecks, the green beer is going to be flowing. Who knows what else is going to be flowing? And all that aside, this is a massive, massive game tonight in the Western Conference. Talk about it if you don't mind. Well, it is. And the thing is, if you, you look at a month ago, I don't think either of these teams thought they'd be sitting on three wins uh, along with six losses for Calgary and eight for Saskatchewan. But they just can't afford a lot more losses. There are playoff spots for the taking in the West, but what a huge weekend. These teams will start off on Thursday, and they both play again this weekend. Colorado also has two games this weekend. So we're looking at three teams playing a pair of games each, while the standings are pretty condensed, still pretty close. If, say, Saskatchewan won two games and Colorado lost both of theirs, all of a sudden they're one game behind Colorado in the win column. After, you know, people were thinking it looked pretty dismal for the rush. So there's a possibility for a lot of things to change up this weekend, really depending on how everything shakes out with uh, with the, those three teams in particular playing a couple of games. 
This is a tough question for you, and it's a little off board, but you've been all over this continent covering lacrosse. I just, I've been to the Roughnecks game. They were playing Vancouver. It was, a, it was wild in there. Obviously, we know what the Rush games are like. What's the most passionate fans area in the NLL? And you know what I'm saying. You get the Prairies here, West Coast, uh, Georgia, I don't know, Southern Ontario. What's the wildest atmosphere, um, most passionate fan base? I think it would have to be a toss-up, honestly, between Colorado and Buffalo. Buffalo, they have been passionate for a long time, so they've got a lot of history behind them. They've been, you know, packing that arena for a long time, from back in the, you know, the early days of the John Tavares um, career, now into his coaching career. And Calgary, it's or sorry, Colorado, it's just loud. You know, they call it the loud house, and, and they really get into it, really get on the the opposing fans. And I think other other spots are kind of aiming towards that. I mean, Calgary's definitely one that gets some folks out and gets passionate with big crowds. But I'd say Colorado-Buffalo toss-up. If I had to go with one, I've been to more games in Buffalo, and it can be pretty amazing to be in there. It can be electric. Well, speaking of the East, and my focus is on this game tonight that we're going to St. Patrick's Day in the Saddledome, but what, what are the big East Conference matchups this weekend? Well, there's actually only one game between Eastern Eastern teams this uh, this weekend, which is pretty strange when you think about it, right? But it's a huge game between Albany and Georgia. They are battling for fourth place, trying to move up, but they are right now fourth and fifth, half a game apart. And of course, four teams in the East make the playoffs and a fifth team can make it right now. The fifth team would be in a playoff spot versus the fourth team in the West. So a huge game there. And of course, Georgia has Steph LeBlanc, in the lineup after he went from Halifax over to Panther City and then on to Georgia. And Panther City actually grabbed a couple of uh, draft picks in making those deals. So they did they did great just kind of facilitating his movement over to Georgia. But adding a veteran lefty for Georgia, you know, Albany has already, already done that with uh, getting Ryan Vanesh, who's been fantastic. So it's going to be really interesting to see how LeBlanc fits in there, how quickly he can assimilate and be a really positive contributor, and a huge game for a couple of teams that are both on the rise lately. I've got a question has come in from Ryan in Saratoga, New York. He follows, covers the Albany Firewolves, and he says, for Stephen, I noticed Albany wasn't active near the trade deadline. Is Glenn Clark satisfied with how the team is structured? I think so. I think they, they recognize, first of all, going into the season, that they were pretty close to having what they wanted, but had some adjustments made with Callum Crawford gone and, and you know Jacob Ruiz coming in on the offensive right side. The things were going to change, but Joe Rosateris has really come on. Banesh was the key addition, and they made that earlier. I think that's the deal that was kind of their deadline deal just a month or a month and a half earlier. Um, I think they're, I mean, on defense, they're very deep. They're very sound. Doug Jamison, obviously, and Nat has been terrific as the goalie of the year last year and getting better as the season's gone on. So I think they feel pretty comfortable with the way that they're set up. I think that, uh, you know, you're always talking. I've talked to Clarkie and he, uh, he says, yeah, you're always listening. You're always getting and making calls. But I think they feel pretty good about the way things are shaping up at the moment for them. The uh, Saskatchewan Rush are home Saturday night to the Rochester Nighthawks, and there's some angst there. They got a big home win when we were there a few weeks ago, but then they blew a huge lead in San Diego on the weekend, and it's not looking great to even make the playoffs, and they weren't active at the trade deadline. What's your take on the immediate and long-term future of the Saskatchewan Rush? Uh, the immediate future is tougher with eight losses, but the thing is with, with – 
15 teams in the league and eight of them may hit. Somebody just under 500 is probably going to make the playoffs, which means eight and 10 may get you in. Um, and looking at the rest of their schedule, there's no reason to believe they can't go five and two. They've lost five one-goal games and a two-goal two game with an empty netter. They are so close to being right in the thick of the race. I don't think it's over, which is, I think, part of why they didn't make a lot of make a lot of, well any deals. I think the other thing everyone was talking like, okay, they're out of it. They're going to trade Shatler, Corbeil, Rubish. Uh, Shatler's retiring, so he's a bit of a different critter. But Corbeil and Rubish, first of all, I don't you know Derek Keenan doesn't think they're automatically gone to the East next year, like everyone seems to assume. But also, it would have to be a good deal for them to get, to have movement there, because they're gonna get, probably, we're almost sure, first round compensatory picks for each of those players if they do leave in free agency. And that means the floor for any trade offer has got to be at least a first round pick. And I think they'd like them sooner rather than later if they were gonna move those guys. But the long-term future, I think is really bright because you look at guys like Connor McClellan and Holden Garland are rising stars. You've got beers will still be around. You've got uh, Mike Messenger is a stud. You've got some young players on offense and they've got the two first round picks from last year coming in on the defense next year. There are lots of reinforcements coming and I think the future is still bright. They've got to sort out the goaltending is, you know, is shoot a long-term answer is penny a long-term answer or do they look somewhere else? When, when will Cameron Dunkley be ready? I think that's, the key question is how do you nail the goaltending who you're comfortable going forward with because i think the core of the of the team is still going to be competitive for for several years a wonderful assessment steven thank you for this enjoy the games this weekend and we'll chat with you soon thanks great talking to you again steven stamp from lacrosse link our nll insider it's just you and me. Next segment, Taco Time viewer takeover with whatever you would like to discuss. Tonight's NHL games, the trade deadline looming. Uh, CFL going to four downs. Holy smokes, did Arash light a fire there. Whatever you want. You and me next for overtime. From Gray Eagle, we'll be right back. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, here we go. It is time for Overtime, presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and... The National Hockey League. And uh, as we roll into viewer takeover, which is simultaneously brought to you by Taco Time, where today is Burrito Thursday. Buy one, get one half off at Taco Time. There are 14 in the Calgary area alone. Uh, speaking of the four seasons, I see the folks in the chat, those that are watching on YouTube right now, they're all talking about buffet because we got them all Hot and bothered about the Grey Eagle Buffet, and for good reason. Not only is it Calgary's Buffet, uh, best buffet, I would put it up against the Golden Corral, and you know how I feel about the Golden Corral. Wayne in Victoria writes, and he says, I haven't been to a buffet in years. Well, nobody had been, Wayne, because they were all shut down because of COVID, but they're open here. He says, does the Four Seasons still have their Sunday brunch buffet? Call them. And <laughs> the comments just go from there like crazy. 
Yeah, Tacona Pally says, Rod, prayers for the two Canadian golfers involved in the tragic accident in Texas. Isn't that just terrible? Uh, boy, sometimes you try to keep things positive and sometimes you just can't. And again, we are in viewer takeover here. The 902 text line is open. 902-518-3033 is the number to text us right here on the set. Randy, watching in Winnipeg, says, Good luck, everyone, in the March Madness pool. Go, Kentucky! People are asking who our picks are, Moose and mine, for, to win it all for March Madness. And by the way, he won it last year. I point at Moose because I think he's still back here in the green room. But I'm handling overtime by myself. He won it last year. So we are both saying the Yukon Huskies, University of Connecticut. But we're not going to talk a lot about March Madness because our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is how interested are you in March Madness? Very, fairly, not at all. And I don't need all the options. Last I looked, leading is not at all interested in March Madness. So, we're done. Sports update. Star Center Austin Matthews will have another press box seat tonight when the Toronto Maple Leafs entertain the Carolina Hurricanes. Matthews will be serving the second of his two-game suspension for cross-checking. Elsewhere tonight in the National Hockey League, the Montreal Canadiens host the Dallas Stars. The Edmonton Oilers are home to Buffalo and the Vancouver Canucks welcome Detroit. It has been amazing. There's been hockey on every night. I've been loving the condensed schedule due to the COVID uh, outbreaks earlier on, which seem to be a memory now. And the exciting thing in Alberta is the return tour for Peyton Krebs, who just last year was starring with the Winnipeg Ice. He's an Okotoks, Alberta product. Now playing for the Buffalo Sabres. There at Edmonton tonight. We'll be visiting the Calgary Flames Friday night. There's a lot of excitement in the area here with the hockey folk. NHL GMs already are hard at work as they count down to Monday's trade deadline. The Florida Panthers have snared defenseman Ben Sherratt from the Montreal Canadiens for Tyler Smolanik and two draft picks. The Habs also get a first rounder in 2023 and a fourth rounder this year. And to make room for Sherratt in Florida, the Panthers moving Frank the Tank Vetrano to the New York Rangers. That takes $2.5 million off the books for the Panthers this year. And having spent so much time in Florida in the fall and winter, I've noticed how big of a fan favorite Frank Vetrano is. He's a hard-nosed, honest player who has a penchant for scoring big goals. And dare I say, you wouldn't know he was American. Oops. Meanwhile, the Seattle Kraken sent forward Callie Yarncroft to the Calgary Flames for a second-round pick this year, a third in 2023, and a seventh in 2024. Yarncroft has 26 points in 49 games this season. They're very excited about this move in Calgary, and the Kraken are paying for half his salary. Great move for the Flames, who, <clears throat> by the way, beat New Jersey here last night 6-3. And yes... They've got a stranglehold atop the Pacific Division with 81 points, but they're still about 10 points clear of the Flames, and I, or uh, Avalanche, and I think that they are behind all of the top three teams in the Central Division. The Flames do play in a soft division. I'm not saying that they're not worthy of all the plaudits that they're getting, but I didn't have the Flames in my NHL Top 5 today, which we released way back in Hour 1. 
Uh, NFL news. The Buffalo Bills are hoping Vaughn Miller has plenty left in the tank. The two-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year has agreed to a six-year contract with the Bills. The 11-year veteran spent his first 10-plus seasons in Denver before being traded last season to the Rams where he won the Super Bowl. He's looking to win a third Super Bowl with a third team. And you got to tell me who else has done that. That is such a rare feat. LeBron's done it in the NBA. There are very few that have done it in the CFL. One is my good friend Vic Stevenson, who won great caps with the Eskimos, Argos, and Riders. I believe those were the teams. Doesn't happen very often. And in the NFL, unheard of. And with all these teams and players, the merry-go-round going around in the NFL, I feel that we need to give the CFL some slack because we talk about how bad it looks on them turning on your TV every season and having players in New Jersey's exact same things happening in the NFL. But they're not going back. It's because of a lack of loyalty. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca. By the way, can you guys put the guests up for tomorrow's show if you ha- or have you already? This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha. That's my new jam. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Tomorrow it is a football Friday. We're down to 30 seconds. What do we got tomorrow? Thank you. Jabari Arthur. I like it. Andy McNamara and more. So we tried to keep today to a hockey show, and I think we successfully did that, and it's been awesome. Tomorrow we'll get into the Deshaun Watson stuff. The announcement's supposed to come down tomorrow, says Tim Manto, one of our viewers on YouTube. The CFL four downs talk. All that coming up tomorrow on a football Friday. Thanks to Brent Sopel, Gina DePauli, and Stephen Stamp. See you tomorrow. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.